one. All right, we are live. This is Bobby Melendez joined with Hank at Finn's Talk today on a somber episode here after the Dolphins lose to the Raiders in overtime. Sorry for the delay, guys. We were having some technical difficulties. Hank, Viva Las Vegas, you're there. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Uh, sorry I'm late. Uh, I was having some troubles over here, but that's all right. We got it worked out. I only lost $500 today, so I'm doing good. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> that's all right. Well, at least you're having some fun, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Good times. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get to some somber times here. Let's get to some sad times. Yesterday, you were at the game. First yes, off, I was. You're watching that game. How was the vibe? Live stadium fans, overtime. How do you feel, man? It, it it was crushing. It it was just awesome. Uh, everybody was doing their thing or whatever, you know. But all the fans were cool. Nobody gave me a hard time and. A lot of people around me said, yeah, I like you. You're a nice guy for a Dolphins fan. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I met some people. Um, I took some photos with a few people. We met up at uh, one of the bars at Margaritaville. So that was Good. fun, too. That was like Saturday. Yeah, a lot of the contingent of Dolphin fans were there. Uh, a lot of the big names for Dolphin fans were there as well. So that was really cool to see. On Twitterverse, just sad that the Dolphins couldn't pull out a victory. Um, yeah, most needed it. There um, we go. So let's go ahead and move on here and discuss the game itself, Hank. And I'll let you go ahead and continue. You were there. Uh, that Dolphin game, the Dolphins started 14 0. It looked really good. You had a pick six. The offense looked okay. Then the, one of the dumbest play calls in Dolphins history went down, and it went downhill from there. Give me your two cents, my friend. What do you think of the game? My two cents is that was such a crap call. It basically cost Miami the game, gave up the two points, and then then they scored again right after that because they had to do the punt. And uh, Surprisingly, though, the defense held up. I mean, as far as everything went, the defense did pretty good for the overall part. Um, for me, the play calling was tough. The play calling was tough all day long. And Brissett was kind of getting his butt kicked early, too. They were letting him through the line yeah. early uh, pretty heavily. But uh, the overall game, I had a great time. Um, of course I wanted Miami to win and they almost pulled it off. Not, they didn't lose 35 to 17 or whatever you had said. You had them losing by quite a bit, if I remember correctly, but they only lost by three. They only lost by three. They showed their fight, but you know what? Um, I'm with you, you know, the, I'm on the thing of it, it the play calling was just horrible defense. I mean, look. Yeah, there's some things that need to be fixed on defense. But, you know, how much do you expect those guys to do? Uh, you know, I mean, we've had 27 straight games, turnovers, fumbles, interceptions. These guys are doing what they can to give the Dolphins a chance. Offensively, it's like they're shooting themselves in the foot. The play calling has been horrible. I mean, you last week we discussed going for it on fourth down. I was telling you, there's times you just, you know, you got to just – 
kick the ball, get those points. But the time to be aggressive, all the time don't be aggressive, kick, get points. The time I tell you, the time, the time you should be aggressive in overtime, yeah. you go for the field goal, three points, basically <laughs> saying, okay, we're going to go for the tie. So there's something going on there with the coaching staff. I don't know what the hell is going on, but it's something that needs to be fixed because all they're doing is shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, they gave, It was one of the worst play calls in history. And of course, I'm talking about that screen pass to Jalen Waddle. Uh, in, in when you're in your in the safety zone, there it was ridiculous. It was it's, I was watching the game and I was saying, "Oh my gosh, where's the running back? They're going for a pass." And I I I almost had a heart attack. I you know had to fan <laughs> myself. I was pissed. Um, you know, but this is the story with this team right now. I mean, before the season started, everyone had high hopes, and it's not just being a biased fan. You look at what the talent on this football team. You got a young quarterback, fifth overall pick from the year before. You drafted, or you drafted his receiver. You know, you get, you, you know, you're, you're should be training upwards with a top defense. Except it looks like you're going down, and it's yeah. not just the players. It's not the, like I said, the offensive line. People are saying the Dolphins should have drafted Panay Sol. Should have done this. Listen, it, stop acting like the Dolphins did not invest in this offensive line. They have draft picks, money, every. It's development. It's the coaching staff. Something is going on there. So yeah, something's wrong. So something's up. I mean, uh, I was very. I mean, I was happy they put up a fight. Um, I was. I was with you on Jacoby. Uh, you know, you know, he looked like a little lost there, but so did Tua when Tua was playing behind that offensive line. But you know what? In the end, Jacoby stood up. I see a lot of people crapping on Jacoby today. You know what? For a guy, for when our starting quarterback couldn't even survive behind this offensive line, this guy has at least pushed this team to close to victory. You know, and it's a team game, but you know, I mean, damn best. So, and he he got us into that overtime. One, you know, I saw people saying, "Oh, I don't trust Jacoby's arm in this in in, in the two point conversion." Yeah, he got it. You know, so. <laughs> You know, he did a damn good job, man. I, I feel for him. Uh, I feel for any quarterback behind this offensive line. But this is just further to me, um, and we'll go into that some other time, if not later, proves that I mean, a veteran quarterback is probably the best case scenario for the Dolphins right now with this type of offensive line. A young quarterback can barely survive if they don't know how to, you know, protect themselves. Um Look, let's get let's move on here as uh, we're running a little late. But studs and duds, you were there live. Who are your studs and duds for the game? Um, I, you know that's a hard one this week, uh, to be honest with you, because I was just enjoying the game and I didn't really sink it all in that much because I was having a good time all around myself. <laughs> so, um. But, uh, you know, I can't say Waddle. I can't, can't really uh, – don't really think anybody really stunk it up except the offensive line again. Yeah. But uh, who was my stud this week? Uh, Jacoby didn't really perform like I wanted him to, so it's not him. Um, I don't have a stud. Okay, I don't and I get it. You were at the game live. It's hard to see numbers and whatever, so I, I yeah. got you there. So let me tell you. I mean, um, no, uh, Jacoby. Um, you know, I was, I was, uh, I wasn't down on his performance like other people were. Um, I mean, he did his damn best with the play calling. 
the officiating, and, and the offensive line. I mean, you know, that's what you want your backup quarterback to do is to give you a chance, and he did. So he's not a stud for me in this game, obviously, but he was not a dud either. Uh, the studs of the game, I'm going to give Brandon Jones the safety uh, to your safety. He had two sacks in that game. I mean, that guy is a missile. He was all over the place. Uh, I mean, I got to give him. He's a stud of the game for me. Uh, yeah, I got, you know what? I got to agree with you on that. He was he was uh, everywhere. He was doing a nice job that game. Huge. I, in Pat, previous games, I didn't like his performance, though. So no. that's He really stood up and showed up uh, yesterday. And then uh, just because of the one play alone, and I mean, no, even just overall, but Landon Roberts, man, pick six, huge pick six. Uh, I mean, I got to give him a stud of the game. I, I, you know, a lot of people were criticizing the Dolphins. They gave up Benoit, uh, Calvinoy. They gave up uh, uh, the kid, the guy from the Texans, McKinney. A lot of people were doubting that, but they, the Dolphins showed so far with the question marks. We got to get the front office with some of the decision making. Looks like they made a correct one here with going with Landon Roberts as one of their starting linebackers. Kid's a stud, man. I was um, watching Roberts right before the interception. He was walking around to everybody sitting down and saying, come on now, you know, we're in this. Let's battle it out. He goes, we are going to make this happen. Next thing you know, he goes out and gets a freaking interception. So Beautiful. I mean, that's the type of team. I mean, and that's 27 straight games, I believe, consecutive. Other There's teams that are eight. Consecutive. I think Baltimore may be right behind Miami. I could be. I got to double check that. But when I saw the sheet, the Dolphins were way ahead of everybody else in consecutive games of interception. So that just tells you where this team's at right now. Um, and then my third start of the game, I got to give it to him. I've been criticized. I criticized him in week one. He showed up a little bit in week two, but in week three, he really was a huge uh, difference maker on offense, which is Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki really has started to turn, get back to his old self. He struggled in week one. He was kind of flashed in week two. But week three, I mean, he really did his best to make a difference on offense. And so I got to give him a stud of the game for an offense that struggled, even though we went into I, I didn't see him do all that much, though. That's why. That's okay. I mean, I mean he played I'll, nice. I, don't get me wrong. He played good. I, I don't want to take anything away listen, from anybody. But. One of the big plays of the game was when the Dolphins were what fourth and twenty, or you know, and he got fourth. And, he got twenty-four yard catch and, into offside, stopping the clock. That's what matters. Yeah. This, this guy, to me, the Dolphins need to extend him now. Sign yes. him to that big deal. He is the number one wide receiver right now. No disrespect to any of the receivers, but he is more a receiver than he is a tight end. He's the number one receiver. He's a big play receiver. You got if you want to get a young quarterback or you want to keep, protect your young quarterback, keep give him the best tight end, one of the best ends in football to get to, and that's Mike Kosicki right now, and that's your best option. Um, and then just talking about stats yesterday, he was ten receptions for eighty six yards. I mean, nothing flashy, but the 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 catches that he did make were difference makers. So that's something that has to be talked about and recognized. Um, duds, man, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> You offensive line of those? Yeah, offensive line was easy. Offensive line was easy. Um, and then and, and cat for life. I'm sorry. I see you, man. Look, I'm not sure how many games uh Tua has won by 24 points or more. I don't have that in front of me. Um, we can look that up and get back to you, brother, but we will. Um, but I'll tell you this. Uh my duds of the game was, of course, first off, it's the coaching staff. Play call. Yeah. I got it. That's number one for me, man. The 
the, uh, I right. know O-line is easy to say that, and I do have them on there. They're number two, so I'll, I'll skip them. They're number two. They still have a lot of work. Austin Jackson pissed me off. Two penalties. What the hell are you still doing in the game? Move him to guard. Put him somewhere <laughs> else. Left tackle. It's just ridiculous already. Anyway, coaching staff, you go for you you, you go for a, a a a screen pass in the back of your own end zone, giving them a two point. We were up 14-0. That has to be one of the dumbest, or maybe the dumbest play call in Dolphins, if not NFL history. One of the stupidest things I ever see. You give two points to them. Then they get the field goal. That's five points. Oh. We lost. We ended up losing the game by three points. So it was just a real kick in the cojones. Terrible play. Um, then you have, again, other play calls that were just ridiculous. But the big one for me, again, was in overtime. Your job, you're down by three points. You only have three minutes, I think, left on the clock. You're down fourth down. Instead of not going for it on fourth down, showing the cojones to go for it, like you did all the other weeks in your 0 and 6, you decide to, no, let's not go for it now. Let's just go for that three points and 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 pray to tie or lose it. That's basically what it says to me. You weren't planning to win it. You basically said, I either want to tie this game or we're just going to be okay losing it. And you lost the damn game. It was a horrible uh, decision by Flores there at that point. I got I love Flores. I, I, I root for the guy. But that was a bad decision at that point in time. Uh, offensive yes. coordinator. Uh, man, I'm not saying Chan Gailey. No way, no way. I'm not saying that. But the Dolphins need to do something right now in regards of firing whoever whoever they are, whichever, if it's Gatsy or the other guy, whoever they think is the offensive coordinator, fire his ass. Sorry, fire him and get him out of there and go get a veteran offensive coordinator off the damn street who could probably do a better job for the Dolphins to a Jacoby, whomever is starting at quarterback. Give them a better chance. Um, and So you're saying you want Chan Gailey back then? I said not Chan Gailey. I didn't say Chan. I said not Chan Gailey. That's how I prefaced it. I said it off. <laughs> not Chan Gailey. But but they need to get someone who knows what the hell they're doing because obviously these guys don't um, in the early start of the season. Um, and an offensive line coach, I mean, that's another guy. I mean, my goodness. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on there. It's not about people keep saying. Well, what about they, the fact that Gaskins was getting like five yards of carry and they didn't use him enough? That's the thing. You know, uh, I just had somebody uh, uh, this week telling me, man, we should draft the Najee Harris and do that. If you look at Najee Harris, Javante Williams, who that's the guy I wanted was Javante Williams out of North Carolina who went to Denver. And then Miles Gaskin. Gaskin is right there. And he's a he's right there averaging more than him. He has more yards. Uh, so he's not performing badly. Now, the Dolphins need to do more running the ball. I mean, even Malcolm Brown had a great, uh, 24 or whatever yard run for a touchdown. Dolphins need to move. I, mean, I don't know, man. There's something going on there. I don't know what is up. Um, but <laughs> fire the offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 we're in agreement. So you know, uh, and then of course the referees. That's my dud three for the game. I'm gonna give the the referees just in week three alone. I mean, this season the referees, not just Dolphins. I'm not trying to be biased. Overall, had just been a joke. That was a defensive pass interference at the end of the game, towards the end of the game. Um, yes. They didn't call it. That was a joke. I mean, I, and the referee was, was right there. was another pass interference that they called, or they called him um, horse collar or something, and he grabbed the shoulder pad and pulled him out. That was on our, def our defense. They got a penalty, but I, I, it was a good play. I don't want to be that guy, you know, um, that the referees are – clearly biased or whatever but in that game it 
freaking felt like it that the referees <laughs> were for the Raiders at that point. Maybe they had some bets on the game in Vegas. You know, I don't know, but it seemed damn well seemed like. I mean, the referee was if you look at the picture online that's circulating online by all the NFL media guys that recognized it, big guys, the referee is right there watching this. With his eyes, you're telling me after years of experience, you you know, I was telling my wife, I hate when you know players or whoever they say, Oh, you, you never played the game in the first time I played high school, whatever. You never played the game, you don't know. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know right and wrong from stupid play calls to bad officiating. It's it's not rocket science. It was obvious. Horrible play calling, horrible officiating. And if, when you put all those bad agreements together, you're gonna get a bad uh meal. And the Dolphins just had no luck winning that game in the end. You it know, just was trending know, downwards. What I like, though, the wheels did not fall off the bus, Bobby. You know, I know you were predicting them the wheels to fall off the bus, but that didn't happen. No. So I was pretty happy as a fan, even though I'm sitting there, you know, listening to the booze and whatever else in the stadium. It, it, I, I was happy with a lot of things that the Dolphins were able to accomplish. Not that they accomplished great feats or anything like that. I'm talking they were at least able to keep the score close is what I'm referring to, I guess. No, absolutely. I'll give you that. You're absolutely right. You know, um, they showed some fight. They showed fight. And I know a lot of people, again, were saying, you know, oh, this offensive line looks a little bit better with Jacoby than it did with Tua. Um, That this is the difference between Tua and Jacoby that people need to recognize, too, is that Jacoby's a veteran. He's been in multiple situations in the pros. Played for Belichick, played behind Tom Brady, started for the Patriots. He started for the Indianapolis Colts with Andrew Luck, too. I mean, this guy's had years of experience to know how it is to play against with a good offensive line and a bad defense, offensive line. Um, he's shown it. So, and that's the thing. Two is still learning. So, but you put that's a bad, agree, bad agreement you're putting there when you put an inexperienced pro quarterback behind an offensive line that doesn't seem to get their act together. It's not going to work out. But when you put a veteran back there, you could kind of see where this offense is, the ceiling is, which is kind of scary too, because what I mean, we're not saying Jacoby Brissett is Tom Brady or anybody, you know, or Aaron Rodgers, who was just amazing last night, but he's a veteran quarterback who could get this team at least keep them in the game by the end of it. So um, you're right. You know, their wheels are not falling off. They, uh, they have a chance. They have a chance to get back to 500 next week against an 0-3 Indianapolis Colts team. Um, and we're going to talk about that just in a few topics down here. Um, that's all right. Know. We're limited on our time today anyway. Yeah, we are, but that's all right. That's my fault. No, no. So, look, we, we, we've discussed this a little bit, but let's make it quick. Blame game here. Who's to blame for the Dolphins' offensive struggles right now? Who are you putting the blame Totally on? the coaches. Totally okay. the coaches. Totally, hands down. I don't see it going any other way. Uh, you, you've gotten players. You've added. You, 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 you've taken on free agents. You've drafted. Okay, somebody's got to mold something into an O-line already because the O-line is crap, and, and people are dropping balls out there still, dropping passes. Um, you had – uh, a running back that's doing uh, five yards plus a gain, and you're not running him. So it really, at this point in the season, for me, the coaching staff is not doing their job. 
No. And if the players are there and you think that, oh, it's the players, great. Fire their ass. Get some people in there that can protect the quarterback. I mean, this has been going on for the last 10, 15, 20 years, the whole fact that the O-line sucks. Do something. Do something. And like people say, Sewell maybe? Eh, I, I'm not going to sit here and say Sewell would have solved all the Miami Dolphins line problem. Like you'll hear people say that, yeah, you plug him in here and you move this guy to there and yeah. that one over to there. No, bull crap. They got to be able to uh, get these people ready, get them in position to win. And I did notice something that I've noticed every time is when the Dolphins are starting up, they tend to let that uh, O-line is Swiss cheese for almost the first quarter. And then after the first quarter, they start to semi-block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to make it like they're, they're – they're, uh, the, the, the wall in China, the great wall of China or anything, but they're definitely not getting it done at the basic minimums. And that's, that's starting with the coaching staff. The receivers aren't doing it. Some of the defense is starting to decline. Something better happen. And it's got to come from the coaching staff. That's where I'm at right now, Bobby. And I'm with you hundred percent. Um, I, it's the coaching staff. I mean, and no, it's, it's, I'll tell you what, it's the front office and the coaching staff. I mean, uh, you know, you had all this time, you, you got your young guy, whether, you know, there's different reports of how that went about, whether, um, uh, uh, excuse me, Flores did not want, these are the reports and I'm, you know, we won't get into those right now, but reports that came out just recently where uh, Flores did not want to, he wanted Herbert and, uh, it was it was Greer who kind of went to the, the side of the fans because the fans were hyping this thing for two and they got him. Then you have the report that Ross wants Rot Watson and you know he's 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 gonna push for that. You, you know we're not gonna get into that right now, but the fact of the matter is you have all this stuff going on. All you know is that that doesn't matter anymore. I'm not about I'm not about shoulda woulda coulda. Okay, Dolphins should have drafted Justin Herbert. Listen, the truth is, and the fact is, and I know we're not getting, but. If you go back and you watch the past Fins talks today when it was solo um, and I had my mock drafts, I had Dolphins going over Herbert. I thought Herbert was the mo more pro-ready quarterback than Tua. That's just I'm just being out there being fact truthful. Um, I, I like the idea. I like the potential of Tua, but I wasn't comfortable with him as a pro yet. I was more comfortable with Herbert. Now, look, when the Dolphins drafted Tua, that that thing dies. Okay. It's all Tua now. He's your he's your quarterback. You got to do what you can to support him and as a as an organization and do the give him the best offensive weapons and protection to make him successful. Um, I'm not about shoulda. I'm not about shoulda woulda coulda. I'll tell you the truth. If you want to ask me, hey Bobby, who'd you want? Did you want Herbert or this guy? I'll tell you the truth. But the fact is, it doesn't matter anymore. The fact is that Tua is the guy. So Miami knew this. So oh, uh, Flores wanted Herbert. It's over now. It doesn't matter what he wanted. Tua is his quarterback. Um, it doesn't matter what, what's going on with Watson right now. He's not your quarterback until something changes. So forget that. It's Tua. I'm talking about as an organization, not fans. That conversation will continue no matter what unless Tua wins a Super Bowl or actually so yeah. something. So what I'm saying is, is that as an organization, you knew this. So when you see veterans um, like from Kansas City uh, on the market, but you decide to go – with a, a a guy unproven and you put him on your offensive line 
you know, you're praying that you think you know better than the rest of the world when you have fans and even other big uh, uh, NFL and al- uh, analysis saying that you're making the wrong choice here. You're not giving your guy the best chance to succeed. There's writing on the wall here. I mean, every you know, people were saying we knew going into the season. We talked about weak links. We had offensive line as a weak link until they showed something. But they have proven yeah. as of now that they are a weak link. You know, so uh, again, not about should have, would have, could have, but based off what the Dolphins front office, coaching staff with the play call, Flores, again, huge fan of Flores. Um, love what he's done so far with what he did with a, with no real talent, too much talent on this football team. What he's, what the, the culture he's instilled in this organization, the fight when they're down, they can stay in games. But you had you had a lot of good offensive coordinators interviewing for this job after we after Chan Gailey decided to retire, that you decided to go with two guys on your coaching staff, basically pulling a, a, a Stephen Ross, where you have a lot of good general managers and executive VPs available to interview for your management general manager job, and what you do, you don't really clean house. You fire the top guy, but then you move his assistant up, and now he's your general manager. It's the same kind of bull crap. That the Dolphins are used to doing. Instead of getting out and hiring good guys, experts, you just keep reshuffling the deck, and it just yeah, it, it didn't make any it didn't make any difference. They just oh, I'm they not knocking I'm not knocking Greer, but you just said you, I'm not knocking Greer, but you just said the Dolphins for 15 to 20 years kind of been the same over and over again, the same thing. Yeah. But guess what? Guess what the common denominator is? As guys keep trying to build parcels and 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 Ireland and and Tannenbaum and et cetera. Et cetera there's always one guy who's still there, and that's Greer. And so now you're seeing, wait a second, we want to give this guy hope, but it's not really there's the same things are keeping to pop up. It's the same situations. Offensive line, uh, no, the, the, you know, there's still these question marks. Uh, the coaching staff, what the hell is going on here? You know, get yourself a damn good offensive coordinator. Get yourself a damn good GM or whatever it is, if that was the case. Stop reshuffling the deck. I don't want if the Dolphins end up, let's say, for instance, Hey, they fire Greer. I don't. I'll be pissed if the Dolphins end up hiring the guy behind him. You know, they'll we, we promoted this guy. What does that do? Stop. Go for the guy who maybe won a championship behind another guy and somewhere else. Bring him in and let them grow. Get a fresh start. I mean, it, but not saying that's what I'm hoping for. I'm just saying that's that's what the Dolphins been doing. And when they had in these situations where they're hiring or or bringing up other guys in the staff and the front office and the coaching staff, it's always about rearranging the deck. Oh, I'm going to get this yeah. guy. I'm going to put him here. I'm going to fire this guy. It doesn't work. They should have got a, a veteran offensive coordinator, not Chan Gailey, who should be retired at home. I'm talking about a young guy who's been an offensive coordinator who maybe got laid off and maybe he's now kind of a year later is getting better now in the, uh, as a quarterback coach or something and putting him in the job or getting a, a, a college coach to be OC, doing something experimental, but somebody who could actually succeed, not too Offensive coordinators, one playing call, uh, doing play calling, the other one doing suggestions. I don't know hey, what the hell. The Bobby, other you said it earlier. You said it earlier. Would have, should have, could have. It don't matter at this point. That's You're what right. we have. That's what we're stuck with. So, you know, and, and I'm not going to beat up on the team. And I'm just going to say, you know, everybody knew that this Oakland game was going to be a close game before this year even started. So the fact that Miami came out as good as they did, I was happy. Uh, I wasn't upset at the end of the game. Yeah, there are some things that could have went other ways, et cetera, et cetera. There always are. But overall, I was happy 
how the team came out of there only losing by three points when they could have actually won it. And, you know, it's you're right. The coaching staff's got to change somehow. And that starts with Flores. See, that's Flores now. That's not Greer. That's Flores. And he's the one running all those other people, and he needs to get it together. But 100%. I'm not going to sit here and start pointing fingers because you know what they say. For every one you point out, there's two coming back. So I'm not going to point fingers at anybody. Um, uh, and I don't, I don't do the blame game for the Miami Dolphins either. I, I just try to stay away from that. But on a side note, what do you think is going to help us win the next game? What do you think are the three keys for our next game? Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, the game against the Indianapolis Colts. Man, if for the Dolphins to to have to win that game, and yes, the Colts are 0-3, uh, Dolphins are 1-2, you would think looking at the records, even though they're not great, either one of them, you say Miami has a real strong chance of winning that football game. But hey, 0-3, when it, when it teams against the wall, when it teams against the wall, and they do have a quarterback who, who's been successful. He's had struggles, but he's been successful in Carson Wentz. Oh, they, Carson Wentz? Yeah. That they could put up if they're back against the wall. Playing? Uh, that we don't know yet. I think he is. Um, when your back is against a wall, you're gonna come out fighting. Now Miami has to be the team playing like they're zero and three. The the Dolphins need to come out. So my keys of the game is they need better coaching and play calling. That's number one. That's the that's the theme of this show today, and I'm gonna stick to it. Better play yeah. calling, better coaching. Um, protect the ball and protect that quarterback. Give your quarterback a chance to make a play. Um, yeah. And then third for me is defense. And I'm not, that's not a knock on them. I'm just saying these are keys of the game. Play, keep being what you're, keep doing what you're doing. Get better, but keep doing what you're doing. Get that ball, make it 28 straight games, turnover, make uh, pressure Carson Wentz, force him to make mistakes, do something, get that ball back, give your offense a chance or score touchdowns because sometimes the offense can't score a damn touchdown. So defense, protect your quarterback and better play calling. What about you, Hank? For me, like you said, wise man once said, it all starts and ends with the quarterback. And I'm talking about we've got to protect our quarterback. And not only am I talking about protecting our quarterback, I'm talking about pressuring the other quarterback. There hasn't been a lot of edge pressure. I mean, if you look at Ogba and you look at uh, uh, Phillips, nowhere to be seen. Nothing happened, really. A little bit of pressure, but nothing else. Not a lot. So uh, Brent, I'm a Brent. little disappointed in that. But, I mean, um, got to pressure the quarterback. They haven't been doing it really big all season. And I think if they get after Wentz, that'll help. And believe it or not, I think the key, another key for Miami is to run the football. Yeah, I said that. Run the football, folks. You can jump on me now. No, but you're right. They start running that football. I guarantee there's going to be a little shift in in how things uh, work out. So that that those are my three. I I agree with you 100. Um, percent So let's go ahead as we are closing out here. We actually made some good time here, but um, put your Miss Cleo hat on in Vegas. There, see if you can get lucky with this score. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Week four. What's your what's your prediction? Um, are you you've gone if if your predictions were to ring true, the Dolphins would currently be three and zero. So far, you're one and two in your prediction. Um, That's it. Rub it in. 
I'm just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> what's your what's your uh, what's your prediction for Week Four, my friend? My prediction, Bobby, for Week Four is 28-21 Miami. All right, so write it down, note it, and you already know. Last time, you know that we talked. I I was saying, hey, 21-17, 21-17. That would have, it would have been pretty close score had had things not kind of turned around a little bit. Oh, and I just want you to see that I am in Vegas. See how I'm wearing my card shirt? <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed <laughs> that. The, um, so you have the Colts winning 28-21? 28-21. What do you got? You got Miami losing again? <laughs> no. I have Actually, I have Miami winning 17-16 against the Colts. What's the score? 1716. 1716? Dolphins winning 1716. Can't convince no me otherwise. Way. Hey, man, this ain't no Dan Marino run offense. This ain't no uh, freaking Colts offensive line with that Quentin Nelson. This is a Dolphins team struggling to do something on offense. Uh, I think defense plays a heavy part in this game. Uh, I think offense gets enough and pull out a win you buy a point just like they did with the with the new england patriots they're going to do it again here with the colts dolphins even out the season 500 17 16 victory here well Brissett is going to be the quarterback Brissett, well you know hey it's a kind of a revenge game i think maybe people can talk all they want but Brissett should be the quarterback right now absolutely absolutely um so hey you have your thing going on. Are we putting that on hold for a week, or are you going to pick out some five names here? I had to put that on hold for a week because um, I'm here in Vegas, uh, and I don't have my whole setup to uh, do everything Understood. that I normally do. Like, I can't see who's talking to us right now. That's I okay. Can't see those, I can't see those names, so I couldn't pick five names. Okay. Maybe I can pick out five for you at the end of the show and get those over to you um, if that works for you. And, look, listen, guys, sorry for the little bit of delay today. Um, Dolphins are one and two. We are sad as fans. But, hey, again, for at least for now, it's still very early in the season. If the Dolphins lose to the Colts, Hank, um, uh, heads, heads may be called to roll. Uh, soon because it's kind of I, I don't think Ross it's like the fans Ross is not going to be happy with a team that should be a contender looking like a pretender um, so let's see what happens here uh, Hank do you have any closing thoughts for us my friend yeah I did see kind of I saw Mr. Ross up kind of close not real close not not like we're buddies but everywhere he went there was like five people up his butt following him everywhere he went that's the first time I've actually seen a billionaire up that close. So let me it, ask it was you, a little amusing for me. <laughs> do you, any recognizable faces with Ross that we should know of? Uh, I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you know, I saw Dan Marino. Dan Marino and Greer were sitting on the bench together before the game even started. Okay. And they were sitting there having a nice long conversation. So, But, yeah, I was um, – I, I was in the second row back from the bench, so I was pretty close. Nice. Very so I cool. could hear the players talking and everything else, so it was pretty good. 
Awesome. That's why I said I was I was so into everything going around, on around me, and then the fans, and you know, the the Dolphins fans screaming, and then the Raiders fans screaming. It was just like one big blow up, and I was in the middle of it all. <laughs> well, I love that. But it was man. fun. A great experience. Great experience. It, it was awesome. Uh, you know, uh, I wound up having an extra ticket, but I didn't find anybody to give it to. So, oh wow! And that was a thousand dollar ticket. So, come on, my wife couldn't make it. My wife was ill, so oh, I wound no. up going by myself. Wow. Well, hopefully she's okay. Hopefully she gets better, my friend. While you guys are still there, um, uh, she's she's good. They, you know, you know those things come and go when you're in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you mean she was playing some numbers while you were at that game? All right. Uh, she might have been doing something, but <laughs> I, I know she wasn't uh, at the game with me. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Well, hey, you know what, Dolphin fans, thank you for tuning in to Fins Talk today. If you like the show. Hit the like button here on Dolphins Talk YouTube Network. You could follow us on Twitter at Fins Talk Today. You can follow Hank at Fins to Win and myself at Bobby Fins Talk. Check out the website, dolphinstalk.com, for the latest news and articles on the Miami Dolphins and uh, updates. And guys, hey, we'll see you all next week, same time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday, live. We'll, pre we'll react. One to more the thing, game. Bobby, before we go. go for it. What's up? I don't like to interrupt you. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, you um, do. <laughs> <laughs> I have 10 names right now. For everybody out there, I have 10 names right now. And what I'm going to do is those 10 names that I've already called, I'm going to pick somebody. So the next time I come up, out of those 10 names that I've already called, we will have a winner October 4th. And nice. that's for that nice cap that my partner wears. And also a Dolphins player of your choice jersey of awesome. a value up to $120, et cetera, et cetera. So just so you know, I, I didn't forget you folks. I just don't have a screen where I can see everybody's names today. So I couldn't pick more, but the 10 names are there, and we're going to get a winner. Awesome. And that's very nice of Mr. Hank. All right, guys. Hey, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Fins up. Right on. Fins up. <laughs>